If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, it's Monique. Welcome to the podcast or welcome back. This is the Brown Vegan Podcast, episode 195. And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them. I also love to share overall wellness topics and vegan entrepreneurship topics because this is so much more than food. It truly is a lifestyle. Be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and YouTube. I'm Brown Vegan on both of those platforms. And speaking of YouTube, I just released a new video this week. It is a delicious family dinner recipe that's on the channel. So go over and check that out and let me know what you think once you make the recipe. So today on the show, I have Janae from Rooted Delights. She was the first one to offer oat milk vegan cheese, and her goal is to help transition so many people to plant-based living and healthy lifestyle choices that your whole family will love. In our conversation, we chat about some of her self-care practices that allows her to stay calm and focused. We talk about her having a new baby. We also chat about why the dairy industry exploits animals and people and why it isn't necessary for us. We've been brainwashed to think dairy is something that's an essential, but it really isn't. Also, we talk about ways to replace dairy with delicious vegan options, how and why she started her cheese brand, and why she had to pivot during some hard times as far as shipping and also the ins and outs of shipping physical products that are perishable, how that can be a struggle for a lot of people and some tips on how to make it happen and also how she was able to pivot her brand to digital products and digital offerings, which has been so much better for her overhead. And not only that, but just an easier way for her to show up consistently instead of, you know, all of the ins and outs that goes with shipping physical products. Finally, we talked about how entrepreneurship has changed her life for the better. Of course, you can get all of the show notes and everything we mentioned in this episode at brownvegan.com under episode 195. So yes, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation. How are you doing? We're going to start it. We're going to start over again. Like, how have you been doing? 
And how are you doing now? I am doing good. I finally feel like I'm in a good space. And I know me and you touched briefly about me being a new mother. So just trying to find the balance again and trying to find things that I love again and relearning myself again. So I feel like I'm finally in a space where I feel good. I feel, I feel, I don't know, I just, I just overall, I just feel really good. I got great support around me. You know, the mm-hmm. business is flowing. You know, I'm, I'm taking self, time for self-care which is something that I feel like I've neglected, you know, with, you know, because of the business or being a new mother or, you know, maintaining my home. So finally, I'm in a good, good balance. That's what I'd say. I'm in a good balance. That is good. That is good. Because I mean, I feel like we kind of talked about this a little bit ago about how sometimes will people will ask us how we're doing. Okay. You know, we don't necessarily give them the real answer because we think that people don't necessarily care. Come on. Or yep. they don't have the, you know, you don't, you don't want to dump on people too. Mm-hmm. That's so, I'm, yeah. So I'm so glad that you are in a good space. Cause I know having a baby just like changes everything. Everything. Really Especially on top baby. of the first baby and on top of like running a business and, you know, making sure your home is good. So it, it, it's a lot at once, but it's so important to have the right people around you to help, you know, to help you stay balanced and help you stay focused. So, so what do you do for self-care? Self-care. Oh, I got a few things for self-care. I try at least twice a week. I try to do my baths. So that's my me time where I love the, the group Beautiful Chorus, if anyone's ever not heard of them. But they do like self-love mantras. They have albums on music. So I'll put that on and I'll hear some, you know, self self some self-love mantras, have my candles lit. You know, I'll be in the bathroom for a good 45 minutes to an hour and just soak and rest and Mm-hmm. You know, and release, you know, not take the time to not think about work and, and motherhood and all those things. You know, I have that me time where I focus on my, my breathing and, you know, things that I want to work on with self. So that's definitely one of my top, top self cares. I also like being in nature. So I live in an area where I'm out, my, my backyard is trees and I have a little pond. So I kind of just go out there and listen to the birds, you know, and just take it all in, you know, meditate. I may do some stretching, some yoga. Now that I will say, I don't do that every day, you know, because things happen, things come up, but I I try to at least maintain it where I do it at least two, three times a week, you know, even Mm -hmm. if it's for 10 minutes, you know, if I need to just run out there, if I only have 10, five minutes just to have that time for myself, you know? Yeah, that's important. I'm jealous. You have a pond in the back? Yeah, I got a little pond, girl. Yes. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for any water. Any, a pond, a pedal. Come on. I pedal. A, a pond, not a pedal. <laughs> I know what you meant. Thank you for a river. Thank you for an ocean. The water is just, that alone, it's so therapeutic. Yes. It's so underrated. Oh, I love it so much. Love the beach, right? Don't you? Like, it's just, mm-hmm. um, I, I want to live on a beach. Like, that's my goal is to just walk outside and like be near water. Like, come on. Man, it's incredible. I right? because I actually used to live by a river. It was like walking distance. And I loved it because it was like my relief. Like mm. I felt like a treat at the end of my little mm. jog was that river. And I was like, mm. oh, breathtaking. Something yeah. about water. I know. Something oh, with that bottom in the water. Yes. So you have to tell us, why did you decide to become a vegan? Oh, that's a good question. So me and someone I was close with at the time, we decided to do a challenge. We said we're going to go two, no, what, three weeks of no meat. And so, okay, we can do it. And now this is meat eaters. We ate meat for breakfast. We ate bacon and, and burgers and like sausages, like love meat. But we said, right, we're going to challenge ourselves three weeks, no meat. And 
it's interesting. It's initially it was a little hard, but by week two, I was convinced. I used to have some acne on my forehead. That was it. My 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 was it your T zone? I guess I used to break out a lot there. But after week two, acne gone. You know, my skin got brighter. You know, I I had more energy. I had more positive thoughts. To be honest, you know, like it, it'd be spiritual things in that aspect. I, my thoughts were better. You know, so. After that, and after week three, I was like, man, I don't know if I want to go back. Like, <laughs> and, and my friend at the time, the person I, I did the challenge with, they were like, you know, I'm going back to meet. I was like, all right, bet. But I feel amazing. And it was the best. I lost like seven, 10 pounds. You know, it, it, I just felt good, you know? And so after that, it, the rest was history. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Like, let me just find some alternatives, you know, I liked, I didn't like mushrooms at the time, but I was like, okay, let me learn how to cook with tofu, like different, different meat alternatives to give me, you know, that, that taste that I was missing without, you know, the, the meat. The rest was history. And that was like, dang, shit, what is, this is 2022. Dang, mm-hmm. that was like maybe eight, eight, nine, eight years ago. Yeah. Nice. Years ago. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Man, it's crazy how that happens. You know, lately I keep hearing people talk about how challenges help them become vegan. It makes me want to do some type of challenge to help people. Oh, yeah. Because having that accountability and everything, that makes such a difference. You should do that. That'll be on. I would love to join. I would love to join. Please let me know. (laughs) Like I'm holding you accountable when you're doing it. (laughs) Okay. Because look, I'm really thinking about it now. I'm telling you, it happens all the time. So I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. okay, let's talk about this because Mm -hmm. you you became a vegan from a challenge and I did Mm -hmm. not. I just went ahead and did it by myself. I didn't have any type of... Support. I didn't have friends. Any oh, type of support. Man, that's hard. Well, and you did it. <laughs> talk about what made the difference for you. That I know, I know that accountability helped. Mm-hmm. But what else? Because I feel like it might be overwhelming for some people. I'm yes. thinking I'll give them recipes. I'll yes. give them a little a couple of videos. But yes. what do you think? What helped you? What helped me? Uh, the accountability partner. Going places where they actually had options. You know what I'm saying? Because the thing is, if you're a plant-based, vegan, whatever, you know, if you go places and they don't have vegan food, you're going to be more... You're going to feel like, well, damn, I might as well just eat the damn burger because I ain't got nothing else to eat, you know. But if you go places where they have a bean burger or they have, you know, a vegan hot dog or whatever, whatever, not whatever you like, make sure they have something there that you can eat. And that I feel like that's also a part of your accountability. It's like you got an option, you know, which one you going to do, you know. And and of course, initially, it's not easy, but like having people to, to, to back you and going to places where you have those vegan options. Like those things make a huge, huge difference. And then tell people, like, tell your, like, you don't have to be that obnoxious vegan person who's like, <laughs> I, you know, you know, you know, I'm vegan. You know, it's like, you don't have to be that person, but like, tell the people that you're with if you're going out, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go more plant based or vegan, like, hold me accountable. You know what I'm saying? Like, those things make a huge difference, you know, in my experience at least. Yeah. So were you somebody that always cooked or did you just have to kind of fall into it because of this Mm -hmm. lifestyle change? Used to be in the kitchen, you know, like with my mom occasionally and watch her cook certain things. But for the most part, I didn't really say I would grow up like in a kitchen environment. It's interesting. So when we started the Rooted Delights, we were a food truck. And that was like in 2016 in Baltimore, Maryland. A lot of people don't know that. We didn't do it too long, but, you know, we did that for about a year. And it forced me to get in the kitchen because this is is when I first really was like, okay, I wanted to share vegan food with the world. Like 
we're changing perception of what vegan food is. So mm-hmm. it forced me to get in the kitchen and play with different recipes and, you know, see, see play with different sauces. And it's interesting. Like, so that's kind of what got me to the point of even getting in the kitchen and, and learning how to cook for, for the masses or for, you know, a group of people. Yeah, because it's like when you find it's when you find that secret for yourself, you feel like you found the secret. Did you feel yes. like that? Because I know I did. It's like you I gotta, it too. I gotta share this. I gotta share this because we go into it and we don't really think that it's gonna be many options. Come on. We think it's gonna be boring, yes. tasteless. Yes. And it's like, oh, I gotta share this with everybody. So I get it. That's right. And then you find certain like ingredients. Like I remember when I found liquid smoke. And that was a wrap for me. I was like, yo, I look, cause I used to love collard greens, but I'm like, mm-hmm. how do I make collard greens? You know, and I think of all the black foods that we grow up eating, you know, your <laughs> collard green, your mac and cheese. I'm like, how do we make it taste good? And I remember when I found liquid smoke, it was a wrap. I was like, yo, this mm-hmm. tastes just like if I put bacon, you know what I'm saying? In, in my greens. And it's like, it was like a cheat code. And I remember when I found out, I, was, I had to tell everybody. I had to tell people who weren't even vegan. I'm like, did you know you can use liquor smoke in place of a, a, a bacon in your green and your collard greens? You know, so it's just like, like you said, those little, I call them like cheat codes, you know, secrets that uh, you had to get out. Before it's awesome. Yeah. So you got to tell us too, like, because I know you have a cheese brand and mm-hmm. I know it's not for sale at this moment. We'll get into mm-hmm. that. But what made you decide, like, mm-hmm. what do you want to share about the dairy industry because and, and the importance mm-hmm. of incorporating more better, like, better options? Because somebody just this morning said to me, they were mm-hmm. like, I want to be vegan, but cheese is the thing. Mm-hmm. It's the reason I won't. But I feel like that's so dated. Like, mm-hmm. these days, cheese is good, including your cheese. Good. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So talk about the dairy industry, whatever you want to share about that, and mm-hmm. ways that people can incorporate vegan options instead of relying on dairy, because we don't need it. Mm. You don't need it. You're right. We don't. Like, And if you think of the science behind the dairy industry and how they're one of the largest businesses in the world, you know, not, not the mm-hmm. state, but everywhere. The dairy yeah. industry is, I mean, it's like a mafia, <laughs> you know, they control everything, you know, you, it's, it's so for me, it's like, I'm, I'm big on like marketing and, and watching the market and seeing what's being advertised. And, you know, so I knew at then when, you know, you watch a commercial and it, it, they got, you know, Pizza Hut commercial, for instance, and they're showing the cheese stretch or, you're, you know, they, they're promoting. Remember back in the day with the commercials with the uh, got milk and it would be the celebrity yes. drinking the milk. You remember that commercial saying like, you need to mm-hmm. So I remember thinking, and I think back of those days and, and or even now and watching TV and seeing how they market certain things. I'm like, they push dairy like a motherfucker. And I'm like, why do they push dairy so much? You know, just to, as a critical thinker. And I'm like, okay, well, Maybe we don't need dairy as much as we think. Like, what does dairy do to the body? Like, for me, I'm more of a, 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 I'm a logical or critical thinker. So I like to say, I sit back and kind of observe, observe, and then I kind of research it. Like, where, you know, what is the intention of this? So I feel like with the dairy industry, it's pushed so heavy, but it's a reason. And it's not a reason for our benefit. You know, it, it, it's, it, it's a reason to, you know, potentially keep us sick or keep whatever the case, you know, if, if you do your research on the dairy industry. But like right now with the, the market of vegan cheeses and the alternatives and you can make your own at home or, you know, there's so many good brands out there to have similar cheeses that we grew up eating. And it's like, I feel like we have so many choices now that really, I'm not going to say be an excuse, but like, like you said, like maybe a few years ago, like, like when I started making the vegan cheese, we didn't have, it was nothing. It was like diet no. and that was it. There was nothing else on the market. And you think that was just what, four, four or five years ago. And you see now how 
They have all brie cheese and provolone and feta. I just got some feta vegan Gouda. cheese the other night. Gouda. Yeah. yeah. They got everything. Hard cheeses, soft cheeses, fermented cheeses. You know, so always tell people to, even if you have a favorite vegan cheese, you know, like a brie or, you know, a Gouda. I think someone told me it's like a vegan Munster cheese now. Like go, oh, wow. I know, right? And I think they they just came out in New York. I tell people go and try it. Of course, don't have expectations. It's not going to taste just like dairy, but like you know, you can sauce it up a little bit. Add add a couple ingredients in there. You know, make it your own. But like, it's just the market has opened so much with the alternatives, healthy alternatives for us. So we don't need dairy. And as humans, we're not supposed to technically be con- consuming, you know, milk from another another mammal, you know? So, so if you, you know, I always tell people, just don't take my word for it. Research and, and, and look into it yourself, you know? And you'll see that we do not need these products that have been marketed to us on a massive scale. We don't. Absolutely. Know? It's huge business. Oh, my yes. goodness. And just like the exploitation as far as not only the animals, but just the people who work for for these companies, Mm -hmm. this devastation to our environment. Mm -hmm. There's so many reasons why we don't need dairy. And like you said, there's so many good options out there. Mm -hmm. And another thing, too, I feel like with vegan cheese, if you come across a brand and you do not like it, please believe there's like six other ones to try. That's it. You know, don't give up so easily. (laughs) And people (laughs) do. They say, this cheese ain't it. This no, this vegan dang just give it a chance <laughs> you know <laughs> they're all different you know so that's that's a good point you make because i think people mm-hmm. stop at trying one they'll try one and they're like uh-uh, i can't do this vegan thing <laughs> i don't yes. know how you do it <laughs> right but because it's wild because back in the day like you said it we didn't have any choices so oh, you were really if you didn't like that when you really were stopping at one but now it. it's not like that. <laughs> so different now i love it I mean, I love it. It's just so many options now that's more accessible to every all types of, especially melanated brown people. Like it was, we, we, you know, a lot of us, you know, we we live in desert areas where we don't have access to vegan foods. But I feel like even I'll go into some of those areas into the to the grocery stores, or I went to a restaurant and they had a black bean burger, and it was kind of like a hole in the wall, but it was like the best black bean burger I've ever had. You know. Mm. So then, just like I gotta go back. They're like me and my sister in law was like, "Yo, this hole in the wall got the best vegan food," <laughs> and I'm sure they don't have many vegan customers. Like it was that good. So yeah, you. I mean, it's definitely the the market's definitely changing. Yeah, good. Yes, I love it. Like I went to a grocery store that was like kind of in in an area that's probably, you know, I I don't, Mm -hmm. it's not a food desert, but it wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, as as accessible and good Mm -hmm. stuff that were in there. And I went in there and I was so surprised when I went to the frozen food section. I was like, they have all of this vegan stuff that I would not expect to be here. Yes, Yes, I'm here for it. So what made you decide to go in the cheese direction? Is it because like we talked about, there were no options really and you wanted to be an option for people? So is that why you decided? Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, even for me, like it's interesting. So when I started, it was just mainly making cheeses for myself. Like, like I wanted to when I initially started making cheeses at home, it was, you know, cashew bases, which I love a cashew based cheese. But couple of people that were close to me had allergens to it. So what I would do, I said, well, let me just play around with like oats you know, and some red peppers and some sweet potatoes, like things that are full of flavor. And I remember just making this cheese sauce and like just me and my immediate family and friends tearing it up. And they're like, yo, mm-hmm. you smell this. And I'm like, 
ain't nobody gonna buy no vegan cheese. Like, especially our people, you know, that's the initial mentality. But I was like, you know, they, they kind of pushed me <laughs> to do it. And then it started out for like something for me, but then we started doing these case studies. That's how we kind of got started with the vegan cheese. So we, what we did was we contacted some people locally that we knew, like 20, 20, 30 people, and we had them come and taste different cheeses that we had made and get their opinion. And they filled out a sheet and they would tell us yay or nay, or I like this. I don't really like this flavor. I don't like this, you know, compared with this. And we kind of just took those results and came up with the, the vegan cheddar cheese. And all of both, both the cheeses that we had on the market were both dairy-free, of course, soy-free, gluten-free and nut-free, you know, which we felt was a good point for people who, and so many people have allergens, you know, either gluten or soy or, but we wanted to make sure we had a product that was accessible to everybody. You know, you couldn't really, we didn't want to give you a reason to not be able to try the cheese because you can't have nuts or you can't have soy or whatever the case was. So yeah, that kind of took off from there. Like, and it kind of took off fast. Like I remember like when, when it got out to the public, we were like, oh, oh my God, what do we do? Like this, this is kind of taking off, you know? So it, it took a lot of us like kind of regrouping and saying, okay, what are we doing here? Like, how are we going to market and get this product out to people? Yeah. And I enjoy the cheddar. That's the one I tried. I know you sent me like a care package with mm-hmm. different ones, but mm-hmm. so far the cheddar one was the one I tried and I did it with nachos, Ooh. not nachos, tacos. I like Ooh. melted it a little bit and it was good. It was really good. Yeah, Look at you though, Janae, you were on the oat trend before oats was a thing. You know, let me tell you something, girl. Like, so we were the first vegan cheese to hit the market made of oats. I'm telling you, we, we kind of paved that way. And it's, it's interesting because we, when we had our product out with the oat milk cheese, about a year later, we started seeing other brands. And we're like, wait a minute. You know, like, uh-huh. oh, shoot, this one, we kind of created a thing here. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? So it was it, it was cool to kind of pave our, you know, mark our mark our way in the food industry, especially in the vegan food industry with, with oats. And you think oats now, I'm like, oh, my God, I love oats. Like, we make oat milk mm-hmm. all the time at home, all the time. It's just a good stapler. And it's a good a good dairy replacement. I, I tell people too, like, even if you're at home and you know, you, you, you like, you know, cow's milk, but you want a nice alternative. I always kind of tell people either soy milk or, or oat milk and the oat milk, because it's just so creamy and thin. Yeah. Right. And then you can kind of manipulate the taste. Like I'll add a little like date syrup or maple syrup or some vanilla extract in it. And then you got a whole milk. Like you, you over here making milk now. You ain't got to buy no more. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a great thing. You had to tell us though, because mm-hmm. I know COVID like shifted everything for you, and I know that's the case for a lot of people. You were doing your thing, shipping orders oh, yeah. before COVID. So tell us, like, what happened during that time that made you pivot? Before COVID hit, we were shipping about fifty, forty to fifty orders out a week, just around the states to people at their homes. And the way we shipped it, we guaranteed, you know, guaranteed shipping in two days. But when COVID hit. We had about 40 orders sitting at the post office and for like a week, you know, and you, and you, a lot of people, you're right. And you think our, our product is a perishable, like it can't, you got to stay refrigerated or it has to be refrigerated in a, in a timely manner. So by the time all these customers got the cheese, it was all molded. Everything was molded. And I was just devastated. I was like, oh, our brand. Oh my God, this is don't look good. You know, I was just going through like a crisis. And I'm like, okay, what do we do? Because, and then we tried again. So we reimbursed everybody. We sent everybody cheese again and it happened again. And we're like, okay, we can't keep 
we can't keep doing this. Like we're going to have money, to- right? <laughs> money a lot of it you know we have to reimburse people for the product for shipping we have to you know use our kitchen use our, our our commercial kitchen to remake everything create labels it was a lot and so like when it just kept happening over and over again me and my partner were like okay how are we gonna pivot this business because you know people love the cheese and we want to get them access to the cheese but we obviously can't like it's out of our control you know, and at the time we're still serving rec- local restaurants, which is cool. But we had so many inquiries from people in, outside of Richmond, Virginia, who wanted the product. So, like we said, okay, time to it's time to pivot. So I remember we kind of told everyone we're taking some, you know, time off from shipping products, and also we vend. So we vend vegan nachos locally too. So we would tell them you can come check us out and get our nachos. But at the time, we have to put a pause on, you know, our cheese orders. So at that time, it gave us a good amount of a good space to figure, okay, how can we still get this product out to people, but obviously we can't ship it. So we, we started coming, I kind of went back to how I initially started the brand. I got back in the kitchen and started playing with different cheeses and, you know, and I came up with some cheddar, cheddar sauces and some Alfredo sauces and some queso sauces. And I'm like, okay, we can, we can get this out to people like via cookbooks, you know? So, and I, and I wanted to make it easy for people to make. I didn't want to overcomplicate it because I know that's also the reason why people purchase product is because they want something quick and convenient. So I'm like, well, how can we quickly and conveniently and healthy and in a healthy manner, get it out to the public? So we did that. We we took that. We took about, dang, we took about a couple months. Yeah. We took a couple months off because that was around the time, you know, had the baby and just, you know, everything shifted in that space. So yeah, we came up with cookbooks and we figured out a way to digitally move the brand from selling food, but digitally selling cookbooks and webinars and DIY videos. And, you know, we're starting back our virtual cooking classes again, you know, so just a way to get people on a di- reach people in a digital world versus physically, you know, which oh my right. God, it was time, but you less know, overhead. Way less, less overhead. overhead. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's interesting because people don't know what it takes to run a business. And I, I know I, could, I I love talking to you because I you can you you get it. You know, you can relate. Like it's a lot that that goes into running a business. A lot. You know, especially what we found selling a product. Oh my gosh, it was insane. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, like the overhead. We had to rent a kitchen to to make the product. You know, we had to purchase labels, which were expensive. They're waterproof labels. It's a lot to consider. You know, the the product itself, keeping it cold when it gets to the consumer. You know, it was just so much that to, 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 that went into it. So, you know, I look at everything as like blessings in disguises. You know, like you know, at first it was hard to accept the pivot. Because we created this brand around vegan cheese. and But I'm like, okay, it's okay to pivot. And that's like one of the lessons that I feel like I've learned so much about just being an entrepreneur. You know, it, sometimes it takes pivoting your entire business. But, you know, um, do it in a way where, you know, your consumers still get your product. And you can still get decent feedback from them on things that may need to be changed or updated. So, yeah, um, it, was, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a lot. But... I say it was worth it. I look back now and I'm like, no regret <laughs> at all. Yeah. I always wonder, like, and I'm, I'm sure it's costs. So mm-hmm. I'm going to answer my own question. But mm-hmm. why is it that a lot of people who have perishable products mm-hmm. choose the post office? Because I feel like they're the mm-hmm. least reliable out of everybody. Yes, they are. <laughs> but they're the cheapest, too. Like, because we try to ship through. So there's different methods. You, you can work with the distribution company. So they kind of act as the middleman. And that's how that's actually the route we were initially going to take. 
was hiring a, a company to hire a refrigerated truck to deliver the product to people or to restaurants or grocery stores. But the overhead is crazy. Like, like, oh my gosh. I mean, they literally take like 60% of your, 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 your money. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And I mean, and that's just for distribution. That's just to get the right. product from you there. to there. Yeah. Right. It's just so much. So we're like, all right, that ain't going to work. <laughs> like, and so, and it, <laughs> that's, that's dead. But then the post office was the most convenient because they offer what will pre-COVID two-day guarantee shipping. So that worked for us in our business model at that time. You know, but were you doing dry ice though? Because even putting an ice pack, that's not enough. For... Not enough. No. Like, what about dry ice? Is that really expensive too? To yeah, the that, yeah, that's about double the cost of, of uh, ice packs. Like wow. dry ice is more expensive and then it's more of a hazard too. So then you, mm-hmm. it, it, it's more of a risk if, you know, if your customers get, what you call it, like on their hands, like when they touch the ice, that they, they get like, not freezer burn, but what is it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if they, if they, I know exactly what you're talking about. They always come with this, every time I get a package, it always comes with like some warning on it. So I know what yeah, you're talking about. Right, <laughs> that, right. So it's just so much risk with that. And then the, oh, see the, and the thing also with packaging is you have to offset that, that, that cost to the customer. And that was a huge issue that we ran into and we didn't like. Like, for instance, our cheese wheels were $7, but shipping had to be $15, which is because it had to cover the box, the insulated box, the ice. It's just so much overhead with with shipping perishable foods, you know. So uh, and and a lot of people don't know that the the inside of that, you know, and it it was a lot. It's it's a lot to get it out to people, especially food that's that have to stay, you know, cold. Right. So are you guys still doing local restaurants or is it just at this point you're not doing the cheese? So we, we work with we still work with two local restaurants in Richmond, Virginia, where we get them. We give them we make cheese just for those two only because we use their. Oh, my God. The, one of the restaurants, I got to shout them out. Intergalactic Tacos. It's a food truck out here in Richmond and their tacos and case of bomb like so good. So we still give them cheese for their, you know, quesadillas and tacos. In exchange, they make these bomb ass chips. I mean, I, I would say, Monique, probably the best like chips, uh, like corn chips I've ever had. They are the bomb. So we like, we kind of keep that relationship, you know, so that we can make sure they can get the cheese and we can make sure we get them bomb ass chips. Aside from that, no, yeah, so no more cheese, just those two restaurants, the food truck and the restaurant. And right now we're just, we got the cookbooks, you know, showing uh-huh. how to make the sauce and how to make a soft cheese. Very easy, simple to follow. Everything is 30 minutes or under to make. Like nothing exceeds 30 minutes, which was a big deal for us. So you guys are doing the nacho. Are you have any events that are coming up that you're going to be doing the nachos at? Because I know that that's where the pivot came too. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So we have a, we actually have a few events coming up. So Richmond Veg Fest, they do a, an event every year and we've been, and so our vegan nachos are, it's our cheese. So you can still, so people can still experience the cheese, but we melted it down to a queso and it comes on the homemade chips. And then you get barbecue jackfruit that we slow roast and cook for about five hours. Mm. Yeah. And then we have a homemade pico and, oh, I make this homemade sunflower sour cream. So it resembles like a sour cream, but it's made out of sunflower seeds for people oh, okay. who have allergies. Yeah. So black beans. So, you know, we kind of load it up, but yeah, we do have a few events coming up. We do Richmond Veg Fest. And- when is it this year? Is it in September? 
Uh, that is September 17th. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. And then Soul Vegan Block Party is super lit. That is the week before. That's September 10th. Super lit. If y'all can make it out to Richmond, like they 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 really do really good like vegan like festivals. They're, they're yeah. Yeah, really good. And Hampton is having an event. I just got an email from them yesterday inviting us back out. We did Hamptons two years ago or I guess yeah it was it was pre-pandemic for sure I am so listen Janae I am so excited now I know I probably will just be an attendee for actually no uh, let me speak this into the universe I want to do more speaking so come on come on that out but I am also excited the world is opening back up (laughs) me too I'm like I miss people I miss networking interaction like genuine connections like all that I I miss selling our product right but I can. I would love to see you do speak, and you have the voice for it. Like, yes. Thank you, Janae. Yes. We actually, I would love to connect with you because I keep forgetting you're in Richmond. We have to go to lunch or something. We got to do something. Please, please, so we can talk all things. Like, I, I would love <laughs> look, everything. Look, everything. <laughs> I would love that. Like, I'm, yeah. I mean, because we, we we got like so we got a few events this this year that we're vending at. Like, if I can even connect you with some of the people I know throwing the events so we can get you speaking at some of these events. Like got to oh, do oh, it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I feel like I'm not ready, but I'll never feel ready. So I'm just going to go in and just, just go with it. it. <laughs> you, you got the voice. You got it. You got Thank it. You. You, got content, you got the voice. Like, you know how to draw people in. You have good, good conversation. Like, man, what? People need this voice. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what are some of the things? Because I want to, I want to make a positive, and mm-hmm. I want to just like kind of warn people. So, mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you really enjoy about being an entrepreneur? Like, what are the things that just light you up? Oh yes. Yeah. So I would say the freedom to spend time with my partner and our and our son. I would say back to the freedom as far as being able to do that self-care and take time because there's days sometimes where I don't feel like doing shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> like mm-hmm. I don't have to tell somebody I, I can't come into work. I don't have to. I can take that time to say, you know what? I need a day. I need a mental day. I need a rest day. I need a, any type of day. And I, I'm fortunate for entrepreneurship to give me the space to have those days. So I definitely say freedom. Oh yeah. And resting, I guess that goes hand in hand with the freedom part, but you know, as, as, as people, we don't get enough rest in this rat race world we live in. So entrepreneurship definitely gives gives me the space to do that. And just learning, learning new things. You know what I'm saying? Ha- having the space to learn new things. And that's what I love about entrepreneurship. That's one of my tops. Like I can learn, I can get in the kitchen and learn new things about vegan foods, but then I can turn around and, and learn something about contract law, which was a big thing for us when we got into this business. Being offered different contracts, knowing how to read them knowing how to process them, you know, knowing how to understand these words that we really weren't taught as, as brown people, you know, and especially yeah. in business, you know, so just learning different avenues of life and not just my field of making vegan cheese, which, which has been great, but entrepreneurship has opened the door to create so much more and, and take me out of my comfort zone. Like I used to be like so nervous to speak to people and, and public. Oh my God. Like, really? Oh, I don't get that from you at all. That's amazing that woo, you went ahead and yeah. Woo, it was bad. Like I, I mean, <laughs> I would need to just. It was bad. So like and now, I feel like entrepreneurship has forced me to have to be in front of people. Forced me to have to talk about my products or talk about veganism or talk about life. Just life shit. You know, it's mm-hmm. me in that place. So 
yeah, th- those are definitely, I, I would say those are the ups of, of entrepreneurship for sure. For sure. So what are some things that you would like uh, advice, I guess, that you would recommend for people who with some of the things mm-hmm. they need to consider? And this is like, of course, like a perishable business, mm-hmm. doing ebooks, cooking demos, whatever you want to share that people should think about. Hmm, that's a good one. I would say just to get off that track of those things, but um, with entrepreneurship, something to learn is delegation. Like, mm-hmm. right? Woo, preach, preach, preach. right? Like that, that, that is like when you start a business and you start it from the ground up, if you're the creator or the co-creator, whatever, you hold on to those, to the, to those titles, you hold on to wanting to do everything, you hold on to perfection. And like, that can be your downfall in entrepreneurship. You know, because you'll get burnt out quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't I know? Right, right. Oh my <laughs> gosh, been there, done that a few times, and had to get back up. Like, right. You know, trying to hold every title and responsibility, and that is draining. So, like, learning how to delegate. Like, we got a virtual assistant, and she has been amazing as far as delegation, but also learning to trust people. You know what I'm saying? In in this business field, like. Okay, yeah. I, got, I got to let go of this title. I got to let go. We need to, to to watch everything and micromanage everything. And I got to trust you now. So, whoa, delegation. Whoa, that's top one right there. <laughs> that is a very, very good tip because I think that for I had to learn that lesson the hard way for myself. And I was nervous to delegate because of the expense. But, yes, that and that held me back for a long time too. But I'm telling you, like the way I feel these days, I feel so more, much more creative. And I'm just like having so much more fun now that I'm not doing everything. Because right. I was legit doing everything. Yeah. Like it was so crazy. When my assistant took, started helping me, she was yeah. like, you were doing you were doing this? Mm, like, mm. What? like why were you doing this? <laughs> why are you still I was doing drowning? Because <laughs> I was drowning, that's how. <laughs> and feeling like like you were on autopilot, right? Did you feel like that yeah. some days? Absolutely. Right? And I, I just wasn't having any fun. You know, I right. was trying to have fun, but it was hard because I was like you said, drained. Yes. It was just like, oh, let me figure out how to make this work. So yes, yes I yes. love that tip so much. Oh yeah. And even with you know, if you do decide to make, you know, if anyone decides to make a perishable, I'm not saying stay away from it. I'm saying look at everything that goes into it because it's a lot of moving pieces, you know, so it's good to network. It's good to form partnerships with people. You know, let's say you do have a, a perishable, perishable item you want to get out to people. Partner up with a local distribution company. You know, a lot in a lot of cities, a lot of people don't know. You don't have to go to like the head honchos. It's like your, your U.S. foods and district. You don't have to go through those large distribution companies, find local ones, you know, and, and, and partner with them, you know, exchange something of equal value with them. So you don't have to pay all this overhead costs, you know, so mm-hmm. there's definitely ways around it. But I always tell people with any industry you get into, you know, if it's digital creator, being a digital creator or creating a, a physical product, make sure you study your market, you know, st- study study your competition in a sense because you got to know what's out there, right? You got to know what you're up against. You got to know what you have to bring different to the table than someone else. You know, what makes you uniquely you, you know? So it's just so, I say it's so much studying and before you launch something. Like learn it, study it, wrap your head around it and get some damn help. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it so much. Oh my God, Janae, this is such a pleasure. You have to tell us how we can support you as far as your cookbooks, virtual cooking classes, whatever you want us to do. Let us know how we can support you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So you can start off by following us on social media, uh, Rooted Delights. 
is our brand, and that's also our social media handler. And every second and last Wednesday of each month, we do what's called Get Rooted Wednesdays. Every Wednesday, or I guess, what, two, two Wednesdays out the month. And we speak to other vegan business owners about business, the highs, the lows, the lessons, the blessings, you know, like all these, all things business, entrepreneurship. So definitely check that out. You know, just you can get more of a glimpse of, of me and some people that I'll have on there with me. Also, we do cookbooks, creating vegan cheeses at home, vegan condiments. Like I know for me, oh my God, one of my favorite condiments was Polynesian sauce from Chick-fil-A. Like I love it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I want to create a cookbook with just like bomb condiments, like sauces <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, and things you can make at home in five minutes or less with ingredients you probably have in your kitchen, probably got in your fridge, stuffed in the back somewhere. So I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, check us out for our cookbooks. We also offer plant-based consultations as well. Trying to veganize your kitchen, you know, have some, you know, if you if there's certain things you want to replace, but you know ain't vegan, but you need something similar, we got you with that. Yeah, we got DIY videos on how to make certain recipes, virtual cooking classes. Hopefully things when everything opens up, opens up, like completely is open up, we can get back to physical cooking classes, which we we used to do that too. So we we hope to get nice. into that. And yeah, just um, check us out. We, we always got something new going on. Oh, we vend, of course. We we vend our loaded vegan nachos, which has become pretty popular in Virginia. So yeah, check us out. You can see when we're vending different locations and come, you know, come pull up on us so we can vibe out, talk, you know, a network and eat some good vegan food. Yes. I look forward to meeting with you in person. It's going to be fun. I'm Me excited too. about that. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. I Thank you so much. I can talk to you all day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts to make it easy for others to find us. Also, tell a friend. Be sure to share the episode on your Instagram stories and tag Brown Vegan. Thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you next week. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.